And this is something that we make everybody do when they are joining our premium course, among other things. But it is very important that you set your intentions for your trading. And um, the problems that many traders have is then once you face your first drawdown, and let me adjust the camera, or the first um, problems in your trading, and when things are going to get tough, and they will, you need to have a strong enough motivation that keeps you going. And um, <clears throat> when I always ask people, why do you trade? <clears throat> um, obviously, the first answer is money, 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 money. Everybody just wants money. And in my opinion, money is not a good enough driver. Just thinking about money when you need to dig very deep, when you need to work and put in the time. And uh, money is just not enough. So the three levels of why is a is an exercise that I have created. It's also part of the trading psychology course. So many of the things today are going to be included in the psychology course. However, the psychology course is way more uh, in depth. Obviously, those are we have hundreds and hundreds of exercises. No, not hundreds, but uh, a few dozen exercises. And the three levels of why is very at the uh, at the be very beginning. And Nietzsche said it very nicely, he who has a why to live for can bear almost anyhow. And this is very true. And we can use that in our trading as well to, to encourage growth and to just help us push through hard times. So the first level of why, why do you trade? Obviously, always the answer is I want to have money. I want to have a million dollars and I want to have freedom. Well, in my opinion, in my experience, <clears throat> those are just not good enough reasons. And um, so you ask, you go a, a second level deeper and you ask yourself, why do you want money? Why do you want to become a millionaire? And what does it mean to have freedom? And then you arrive at things maybe as I want to provide a good future for my daughter. I want to live a life with choices. I want to be free. Uh, I don't want to worry about money. Those are already a little bit better, but we can go another level deep. The third level of why, why we're going to ask ourselves, why, what does it mean to provide uh, for your, f uh, for your daughter? What does it mean to live a life with choices? What does it mean to be free? Uh, and we need to get very, very concrete. And you can see when you ask the third level of why, you are already forced to dig much deeper. I work from home so that I can see my daughter grow up as closely as possible, walk her to kindergarten or school, have lunch with her, spend quality time and so forth. I love my spouse and I want to make sure uh, he, she does not have to worry about retirement. Uh, he put his life in my hands and I want to enable him, her, to live out her, his dreams, buying a house, blah, blah, blah. Um, those are much, much better wise, as you can see already. And I'm always a big fan and I have started on this quest of self-development um, when I was, I think, 17 years old. I, I felt the need to, or I felt a desire to to always improve myself, to always work on things. And I, I started very early reading books from Robin Sharma and uh, uh, Tony Robbins and um, Thinking Go Rich, what's the name, uh, Hill, and all of those books. And um, when you fill your mission and when you fill your, your why with life, with concrete examples, then it is much, much easier to, to push through the hard times. And this is a great question. And you can, and I will give you all of this at the end, you can fill this out. Uh, you can use it in your own trading and in your own personal development. And um, I believe, and I've seen it in myself, I've seen it in, in traders, 
that once you're really concrete on why why is it actually what why are you actually doing this thing in trading why are you putting yourself through all of this stress um, then it becomes much easier and the next exercise that goes immediately or just connects immediately to this one is the perfect day exercise i found it first from a video from um uh frank kern uh when you google frank kern k-e-r-n and you just um, look for a perfect day exercise or something like this it will pop up right away and uh, it's a very long video and in the end it just comes down to you need to or once you map out your perfect and he said it perfect average day um, you don't want to put your perfect average day where you blow uh, uh, you you use coke and spend all your day with hookers and then you drive around with a Ferrari with 300 came uh, kilometers per hour on a highway that's not gonna be your perfect average day that's not something that you can live every day for the rest of your life so there's a very nice quote from Tony Robbins it's great to have all kinds of different goals However, what's even nicer to be able to design what all of them together would mean for you. And I do this regularly. I do this exercise regularly. I have it written out for me. What is my perfect average day? And um, you, and as Frank Kern also said it in the video, you need to fill this really with life. When you wake up in the morning, where do you wake up? Who do you wake up next to? What are the qualities and the characteristics of the spouse that you're living with? Um, where is your house located? What do you hear? What are the smells? Do you wake up in the city? Do you wake up at a beach house, uh, in the jungle? What do you hear? Do you hear birds? Do you hear waves? Do you hear cars? What is the first thing that you do? You go down, have breakfast. What kind of breakfast? And then you go on and on and throughout your day. Uh, what is your work? Who do you work with? Who do you work for? What are the, the qualities and the kinds of people that uh, you spend your days with? Um, if you have a business, for example, what are the customers that you want to serve? How do you want to serve them? What are your colleagues like? Who do you um, go to lunch with? Um, what are your conversations that you're having with? Um, what do you do for your body? Do you go work out? Where do you go work out? Do you run at the beach? And you can see if you put this together in, and I would prefer, and I always recommend put this in the, in the timetable. It doesn't have to be obviously structured hour by hour, but you want to get a rough idea and you want to fill it with emotions, with feelings, with smells, and you really want to live it. You really want to, you really want to taste it and feel it. And um, it should encourage and um, it should really be an inspiring vision that you have for your perfect average day. And um, another thing that many people realize is that many of those things that you want to have in your daily, uh, in your perfect day is uh, quality time with your daughter, quality time with your spouse, time for yourself, time for a workout. Many of those things, you don't need to postpone them and you don't need to uh, put them into the future. You can, many of those things that you put in in this daily uh, perfect average day schedule, you can often already put them in your present right now. You can already live them out. You don't have to wait for some magical moment in the future uh, where suddenly all the stars align. That will never happen. But 
you will see that once you put it down, you can already start living things from specific things from here and there, and you can already implement things in your day. And that's uh, it's motivating, and it's also it's also refreshing, and it's just inspiring. And I love this exercise. I've done it many times. I've written out essays over essays with very very detailed um, explanations of what my perfect average day is, and it's really it's really really a fun exercise if you're open to it. Um, yes, Bogdan, as you said, you're connecting with yourself like never before. And yeah, you know also why you're doing the things you're doing. And you will often realize, many people message me that after they have done this, you will see that many of the things you can already start right now. There's no reason why you have to wait 5, 10, 20 years until you have a million dollars in your bank account. That's not going to make a big difference in, in many of those things. Of course, for some things you need to have money, but uh, not all of them. And most of them are just free and it's just up to you to just r really lift them. The next exercise, it's a dissociation. I think this is coming from NLP. Um, I've been to a seminar where it's been taught. I've read books where this, is, um, this has been discussed. And this is a very nice exercise. And a dissociation means that Moritz also talked about this in our masterclass. And... Uh, when you're sitting down in front of your trading screen, you imagine standing behind you and you're imagining that you are now the trader, the professional trader that you want to be in 10, 20, whatever years. And you imagine what are the qualities that the trader has to show? How does he approach his trading day? Does the trader that is trading um, how you want to trade for living and making a lot of money, How is what is he doing in the morning? Is he... Um, spending countless of uh, hours on Instagram, l watching random YouTube videos. Is he watching Netflix at the side? Is he playing games while actually he should be doing work? Or is he really focused? Is he calm? How does he, um, how does he start his day? And uh, does he really break his rules? Is the trader that you want to be, the, the role model, the professional trader where you see yourself in five or ten years, is he doing all of those mistakes that you know you should not be doing, but you're still doing it every day. And this is a nice exercise. And to make it even more concrete, you pick three, peoples, uh, three people um, that where you admire certain um, traits, how they carry themselves, maybe somebody for the intellect, uh, maybe somebody for um, the fun and the authenticity, the work ethic, whatever it may be. Pick three people that you really, really admire and the traits that you admire. And then write down what are the characteristics they exhibit that you want to bring into your own life. Do you want to be a little bit more authentic? What does it mean and how can you actually do that? Uh, in which situations can you activate those characteristics? Does it mean that you maybe just schedule one hour a day for reading or does it mean you schedule 30 minutes a day for exercising? Does it mean when you are sitting at dinner with your family, you don't look at your phone, you actually engage with your with your spouse or with your kids or whoever. And how will you activate them? When when will you activate them? And um, the book, oh, Alter Ego, It's the book is called Alter Ego. I'm not, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. I think Herman something, but the book is Alter Ego. And he also describes some of the, the techniques and he gives one nice example. He said that he wants to be the perfect dad. And uh, as a reminder, when he comes home, 
he puts away his phone and he puts on a, a bracelet that his daughter made him. So this is his like his mental trigger, his clue that okay now he's in this role that he is being the best dad possible. And what does it mean then? How do you engage with your daughter? And uh, what are the conversations that you have? How do you treat her? Do you give her undivided attention? Or when you come home, you just throw your, your shoes in the corner, you go to run to your computer and you check YouTube videos or whatever. And this is a very, very nice exercise as well. And it forces you or it helps you to bring actually the characteristics into your daily life that you want to have and that you think that, um, oops, that your future self needs to have. And you can already start living how the person you imagine to be uh, is going to live right now. This is a very, very fun exercise with all of those before. Um, so that is a very, very good exercise and it's something that is really fun. <clears throat> all right, now we make a cut and we're going to talk about <clears throat> something different. We're going to talk about um, making a, a becoming a better trader by making small steps. So how do you actually become or how do you go from losing consistently to profitable consistently trading? <clears throat> it is not that you just become or well, you just not are a losing trader and then you change one thing and then suddenly you are a profitable trader. That's not how it goes. It's always going in phases. And the first phase when you're consistently losing, you need to make sure that you avoid those big, big losses. That's your number one priority. Once you can eliminate those big losses where you lose 20, 30 percent of an account or have a margin, a margin call because of one trade, those need to be eliminated. If you cannot stop those trades and those situations, you will never, ever become a profitable trader. I am playing FIFA since, I don't know, maybe fifth, no, longer, 20 years or something. And um, I see it, uh, <laughs> it's a very nice analogy, I think. It's, uh, if you want to become better at FIFA, you just w want to make sure that your defense is always first. You will never win at FIFA, which is a soccer game on, on, a, on a console or a PlayStation or whatever. You will never win if your defense is sucks, if you cannot uh, keep the opponent from scoring. No matter how good your offense is, if your defense is just crap, you will get goals and goals and goals and you will always lose. So the first step is always, always making sure that you make sure you don't lose those big, big uh, losses or don't experience those big losses. There's also been uh, this study in professional tennis and they found out that if you can just avoid unforced errors, which are if the player, if the opponent plays the ball to you, you just make sure you get it over the net somehow. That's already going to make a big difference. You want to make sure that you avoid unforced errors. And that's one thing in trading that is absolutely true as well. Avoid unforced errors. Unforced errors are you break your rules. You take too much risk. You let the loss get out of hand. You get into emotional trading, revenge trading. If you can fix those things, you will go from most likely from losing to already a break-even trader. Without doing anything else, you just have to make sure that you follow the rules and you avoid those big losses where everything goes completely out the window. And then you can make another step by further working on your mistakes, improving discipline, working on your routines, uh, further being more selective, and then so on and so forth. But you need to make sure that if you are still a consistently losing trader and you just can't make money, you need to make sure that you focus on those big, big um, things first. 
many traders make the pr uh, mist uh, mistake that they they work on the nitty gritty. They work on finding a better indicator. They work on trying to find a better pattern, changing time frame, whatever it is. But if you cannot control those big losses, if they, you still let losses get out of hand, and if you constantly break your rules, no matter how good your entry is, you will end up losing money. All right, now let's take another break. And now we're going to talk about trade parameters. The mistake uh, I should have entered, I, I sh wish I had this slide here. Um, most of the amateur traders, they focus all of their time on entries. How to find a better entry? What is the best indicator? What is the best time frame? Do you trade breakouts, retests, whatever? And uh, they neglect everything else. And there are so many implications on how you build a trading system that has so much influence on actually can you trade it? Is it comp uh, compatible with your mindset, with your emotional state, with your requirements? And one, if you don't do that, you have absolutely no chance of becoming profitable. So the time frame choice, once you have fixed this, you need to also make sure that you audit your time frame. Why are you trading the time frame that you're trading? Is it because somebody told you to? Or is it because you think it's the right fit? And the time frame determines the holding time to one degree. And on the other hand, it tr determines the trade frequency. So the lower your time frame, usually the more trades you have. The higher the time frame, the less trades you have. So you have to ask yourself, what type of trader do you want to be? Do you need a lot of trades in a day? Or are you okay with waiting patiently for the right opportunity? And you're okay with maybe not even having a, having a trade for maybe one or two or three days. On the other hand, lower time frames, more trades means not only you have more opportunities, but it also means you have way more chances to mess up. Because on the lower time frames, many people tell me they want to be day traders. But if, I, if, if you're honest and you answer to yourself, is your mindset, is your emotion, is your discipline really, really strong? And if you can't say yes, you should probably not be a day trader because as a day trader, you have maybe two, three, four trades in a day. And there's a very good chance that you will have two, three, four, five losses in a day. But you still need to make sure that you trade at your absolute best level. You can't allow one, two, three losing trades to just throw you off. You need to make sure that you're still trading at your best, that you don't make mistakes, that you're not prone to revenge trading, emotional trading, chasing, catching up, over leveraging, too, taking too much risk. And this is a problem that many traders overlook. Day trading, they always think, oh, on the surface level, I get more opportunities and I can trade my account faster. However, at the same time, there's also more chances to mess up. On the other hand, a small, whoops, a lower time frame means that your your holding time is is shorter, obviously, and uh, on the higher time frames, your holding time is longer. That also needs to be taken into consideration. Now, we talk about targets. Targets is something that will have such a huge impact on all areas of your trading that many people overlook, and they always wonder why can't I trade profitably. But you choose your targets in a way that doesn't allow you to trade profitably. If you choose your targets in a way that don't allow you to play to your strength, then it's just impossible to become a profitable trader. So what does it mean? If you have targets that are very far away, 
people only think that yes my winners are going to be so big and that's amazing on the other hand what they neglect is that the further away your target is the harder it is for the price to reach it and the lower your win rate will actually be at the same time your holding time is just going to increase significantly so yes your winners may increase if you have large targets but your win rate will drop there's no way around it the further away your target is the harder it is for the price to reach it your win rate will go down that's uh, very important holding time will go up and most traders are just not good with holding on to winning trades for a long time so on the surface level white targets may look good but if you look deeper then it's usually not the case and uh, when traders come to us i always recommend in the beginning at least choose targets that are much closer than what you would actually um, use in your trading the reason is that close targets the price has an easy time to reach them or easier time to reach them so your win rate will go up your winners may go down but the win rate will go up which is much more important at the beginning in the beginning of your trading journey it's not about making lots of money fast it's about building confidence it's about getting trust or building trust in your system and this is done by having many trades uh, having many winners many a lot of positive feedback and that is how you build trust over time once you have confidence once you have trust once you know how your system work you can work on or you can try to extend your targets and then maybe your winners increase as well your win rate will dro drop and you can feel how this how, do, how does it feel for you at the same time stops it's not only about targets stops as well and you can actually control your win rate you can choose a win rate that you want and then you can design your trades with stops and targets stops if you have very tight stops small stops that are very close to your entry <clears throat> your win rate will go down no way around it why the price has an easy time to reach your stops your reward to risk ratio with small stops may go up and again on the surface level people think yes small stops big reward to risk ratio but they cannot accept a low win rate and especially in the beginning it's very very hard to trade with a low win rate so in the beginning wider stops smaller positions higher win rate smaller reward to risk ratio that's where you want to be as a as a beginning trader again moritz said it so nicely in one of our webinars or when i think in one of our seminars he said that you can reduce the need for accuracy by using wider stops your entries don't have to be perfect your entries don't have to be as precise when you give your trade some room to breathe and you do that by using wider stops All right, so we have covered quite a bit already. Let's make another break. And let's now talk about, do you actually know what your system is trying to achieve in the markets? And do you actually know what is your edge? What is the system edge? What is my system actually good at? And the market can, there are many market phases. You have consolidations, you have breakouts, you have pullbacks, you have then early trends, you have consolidations during trends. You have late trends or mature trends and you have market tops, you have reversals. And most, most traders make the mistake that just try to trade everything at once and then suddenly they realize that just doesn't work. I just can't trade consistently. However, what I would recommend in the beginning, you pick one or maybe two scenarios and you only focus on those two. 
and for the next 50, 60, 70 trades, you're not doing anything else. You're just trying to perfect your breakout or your pullbacks or both even. But in the beginning, I would really recommend only choose one of those things. Do you want to become a consolidation trader? Do you become a reversal trader? Do you want to trade uh, market tops so you look for exhaustion or whatever? And don't make the mistake to try to trade all the time. Really understand what it is that my system is actually good at. What are the tools that I'm using and what am I actually trying to capture in a market? So this is, you need to make sure that you pick one market phase and then you try to become a master at it. <clears throat> so here, the problem, again, many traders make the mistake they try to trade everything at once, doesn't work. So you have reversals, you have early trends, you have late trends, you have market tops, then you have breakouts, you have pullbacks, you have early trends, late trends, uh, and, and so on and so forth. And again, you have breakouts, consolidations, consolidations during a trend, consolidations in a late trend, market reversals after wave five or uh, seven, you have trend continuation breakouts, you have pullbacks, and so on and so forth. So pick one thing, pick really, really one thing, and try to master this thing instead of trying to become all over the place. Many people say, I want to be a trend following trader. That means absolutely nothing. What does it mean? You want to become a trend following trader. Where, how do you time your entries? Are those breakouts? Are those pullbacks? How do you define a trend? And do you trade early trends when the market is just turning? Or do you try to trade mature trends in wave three or maybe in wave five even? So really, really, really drill down on what it is that you're actually doing. Another thing is that many traders, as I said, they spend all of their time, all of their time, without exception, all of their time is spent on entries. What is the best entry? Should I use the 44 period moving average or the 50 or the 47? Should I have um, uh, stochastic or an ADX or whatever? And then once they're in the trade, maybe you have the perfect entry. Maybe you have the absolute perfect entry nailed. But even a perfect entry will sometimes just not work out. And once you're in the trade, many traders just are like headless chicken. They just run around. They ask, what should I do? Is the market turning? Oh, and then the market moves one pips against you and you're absolutely freaking out. This is why, or this is because people have never spent even a single minute looking at trade management and what are you doing once the trade is on. So in my opinion and what I give our traders is like a decision tree. So, uh, so you ask yourself, where is the price right now? Is it close to the entry? What are you going to do? Is the price close to my stop loss? Then the expectancy is in my favor. Maybe I should not cut my stop, uh, my trade when it's close to my stop loss. But you still need to adhere to your stop loss. When the stop is reached, you are out. But uh, once the market is close to your stop loss, the reward to risk ratio just increases significantly. Is the price close to my target? Then the expectancy is lowest and maybe you should be a little bit more aggressive. And then you can develop um, trade management rules such as, okay, when the price is 50% in my favor, I will move my stop loss to break even. Or you're going to have a rule when the the price is 25% or 25 pips or whatever it is, you can fill out the, the numbers yourself when it's in my favor, I will start trailing the stop loss behind the 50 period moving average or the 20 or the 30, whatever. And those are then how you can create a trade management plan. But you need to make sure that you have it written out because 
The last moment of objectivity is before you hit the buy button. Once you're in the trade, all of those good intentions go out the window. And if you haven't defined the rules for your trade, you have absolutely no chance of uh, making objective, rational decisions. So really think about it. What is it that you're doing? When the market has moved a certain amount in my favor, I will move my stop loss to a specific point. And it has to all be very clear. You cannot then be in a trade and say, okay, my rule is I move my stop loss to break even. But when are you going to do that? And are you really going to move it to right at break even, underneath the breakout area, underneath the last swing high, underneath the moving average? You need to be very, very clear on that. And then once you have closed your trade, and let's assume you have realized the loss. You ask yourself this question, was the loss your fault? Was the loss my fault? If you answer with yes, the loss was absolutely my fault. I did not respect my rules. I broke the rules. I did something I shouldn't have done. You need to work on yourself. If the loss was not your fault, you followed the rules to the T. You did not do anything wrong. Whatever you can think of, everything that your trading plan says, you just did it perfectly, 100%. Then work on your strategy, but don't work on your strategy right now. That's the biggest mistake is that traders make, they have a loss and then they look at the trade and say, hmm, if I would have used a different moving average, this one trade wouldn't have been a loss. And then they use a new moving average and then going forward, the, their system is just becoming a Frankenstein where you go from loss to loss and you change things and here and there and then you're so far away from uh, consistently trading. So as I said, I think I said it on Sunday, um, you need to think and trade in batches of 30. Every 30 trades, you're allowed to change your rules. But once you have changed your rules once, you have to stick to those rules religiously without breaking them. No matter what happens, you need to follow those rules for 30 trades. And after those 30 trades, you can look back at those trades and you can ask yourself, okay, how does this work out? Am I satisfied with the results? Yes, no. If not, what could I have done better? And you look at all of your last 30 trades, not just one trade, all of your 30 trades, and you ask yourself, okay, what would have been one rule that across all of my trades would have made a positive impact? Not just one, not just the winners, not just the losers. You look at all 30 trades and then you ask yourself, what is the one thing, one new little rule that I can use in my next 30 trades? And then you apply this rule, <clears throat> you create it, you write it down in your trading plan. And then you do that going forward. And then after 30 trades, you do the same thing again. You go back, you look at your 30 trades and you ask yourself, okay, how does this work out? Am I satisfied? Yes and no. What is the one thing, one thing at a time that you can do to improve your results over all 30 trades? And this is how step by step by step you have consistent results. You have consistent actions, which is even more important Consistent actions lead to consistent results. Even if they're not profitable at the beginning, that's how you start. That's how you slowly, slowly develop any skill. If you want to build a new skill, you don't throw everything out of the window on day one when you don't see the results that you're hoping for. You make small changes, small adjustments. And that is how you get better over time. This is not a miracle. This is not um, uh, rocket science. It follows precise rules. And if you're interested in this, I've put together a trading psychology course 
where I do this and much, much more. I've combined 20 lessons with 20 workbooks with dozens of exercises that help you do that. You have a workbook with every lesson that helps you do that. We start with foundation, identify core negative values. We look at system optimization. We look at the culture for success. We look at ongoing growth. We look at goal setting, identifying your strengths and to build confidence around them or with them. How do you keep your strategy relevant? Consistency optimization, micromanagement, risk management, uh, an ultimate lesson around loss taking and how to grow from drawdowns, overcoming self-sabotage, how do you free your inner demons, uh, how do you develop a long-term mindset, how do you become uh, the art of or the exploring the art of becoming better, which is super fun, identify negative patterns and how to break them and so on and so forth. So people always come to me and they say, I need a better system. I need a better system. And I've talked to traders who've been trading for years and years and years, and they're just not seeing the results that they want. And they're going from system to system to system, but they have never actually taken the, the look at themselves. And no matter how good the system is, if you've given, if you've been given the best system there is, if you cannot be the trader that follows the rules, and if you still let one losing trade get out of hand, or when you hit a drawdown, which will come no matter how good the system is, no matter how amazing the entries are, losses and drawdowns will come. It's, un, uh, it's inevitable. They will come. No trading system has a 100% win rate. But if you are not the trader who can control yourself, who can um, manage your, your emotions, your mindset, and have a good discipline, have good routines and processes in place, you will never, ever make money. Not, never, ever, even if you have the best system.